0: Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast, brought to you by TheFump.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the Great Luke Ski.
1: Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the Fumpcast. I lost my script. There's my script. Uh, Luke Ski is here. He stepped away from the computer for a moment. In a huff, actually. And now I'm in this, too! Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, Luke is here. I am here. Uh, Joe Vent, a.k.a. the Right Reverend Jarvis T. Hornswoggle, is here. Hi, Joe. Hello. And Stephen Smith of Regdar and the Fighters is here. Hey, Stephen.
2: Hello. Glad to be here.
1: Excellent, alright, welcome to episode 657 of the Funny Music Podcast for Thursday, January 19th. The title of this week's episode is Bizarre Whisper, and your job is to work that into our conversations somehow. So, let's uh, do the thing.
0: Do, 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 do. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey. What? Oh, he's right. Point.
3: So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, I had one of those birthdays that I've heard are popular. Um, Yay, birthdays. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I had a bunch of uh, bunch of uh, people over at Evil Party and... My roommate Santana invited a bunch of her friends too, so uh, some of my friends met some of her friends, and we played Jackbox games and had a good old time. And uh, I got to, <laughs> I got to flex in front of uh, uh, some of Santana's friends, um, <laughs> because okay, I'm assuming you have seen at some point. By the way, is is the thing switching so that when I'm talking, it's it's showing me? Yes. Okay, just checking. Um. So okay. You've uh, undoubtedly seen that uh that greeting card thing that uh has Weird Al singing happy birthday and then like a whole bunch of crazy stuff happens. I I right? did it for
1: Jen for her birthday, yeah.
3: Oh, okay, cool. So yeah, so that's like a greeting card thing you can order and you know, I'm sure Al has recorded some amount of video, but you know, for some other amount of it, I'm sure that it has to do with like deep fake technology involving his voice and, you know, what little visuals they might need to do in order to make that a custom thing for everybody. But the point is that it's a thing that you can order for anybody. So, um, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to front, like, you know, oh, me and Werdell are best friends or whatever, you know, because, you know, he's he's an acquaintance, he's awesome and everything. And I have, on a handful of occasions, you know, emailed back and forth with him to the point where, uh, like somewhere back around like 2010, uh, I ended up on a list where he sends off like he he does like a Christmas card thing where it's like a picture of him with his family, and he sends it off it, like to people every year. So it's like
1: this year's it, was know, amazing.
3: Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this year's, Al put a a picture of Daniel Radcliffe as Al in there instead of himself, which yes. was great. Um, you know, so that's 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 neat and all. So on my birthday, I got an email from Al with one of those American Greetings things where he does the birthday with my name and stuff. So, I... You know, and I was like, whoa, that's really cool. I mean, because obviously I know that he doesn't actually make one of those for every single person who wears them, like, you know, it's kind of like, that's kind of the gag is, well, Wait, Wait, did it say Luke or did it say Luke Ski? Well, it said Luke. Okay. So... Yeah, so, um, but it did come from that same email address where I get the Christmas card from him, so I, you know, it's, it's so, you know, somehow, you know, uh, you know, Al himself did send me this thing, it, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't custom make the video, but he did himself send me the video, so that's, that's cool. awesome. you know, cause it's, it was like, oh, you know, because I've seen, you know, some other people have gotten those too, and that's neat. But the fact that I got to show that video to a bunch of Santana's friends, and they were just kind of like, you know, because they, they they hadn't seen the card thing before, so for the for the initial reaction, they freaked out like, oh my god, I can't believe we're this." to make this thing! It's like, it's like alright, calm down, let me tell you the truth after the video's over, you know, so yeah, so that was... So that was fun, but like even the fact that you know Al was cool enough to send me a thing, you know, from the American Greetings company. The other thing that annoyed me about it was when I got the video. There was a thing from that American Greetings company for whatever they called that card thing. Yeah. That said, oh, if you sign up for our website, uh, then you can download it so that you can actually have the video to save. So I did that, and then I kept trying to go back and and figure out how well how do you save it, and it wasn't there anywhere. So. I don't know. I'll I'll keep looking into it but it's just kind of, you know, weird that that was a thing. Um but um but <laughs> later in that same party cuz Kyle wanted uh Kyle wanted me to um uh uh to basically, you know, because at these get togethers, a lot of times, like, you know, between me and Kyle and Tony and all the other creative people I know, we'll be like, oh, if, we, if one of us has made some cool thing recently, we'll pull it up on YouTube and we'll watch it. So Kyle wanted me to show people at the party his Ground Keith and Miss Citrus animatic. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, of course. And one other of Santana's friends at the party, <laughs> a voice actor named CJ, who happens to be the voice of one of Bo's dads on She George. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, was, okay. I got a fanboyed out when I found that. He's the guy who's like... like what is this? He shows a tattoo. What does this say? Uh, it says lunch. Oh, I thought it said love. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the funniest jokes in the entire run of the series. Anyway, so... He was at the show we did the other night where I did "When You Wish want a Death Star." So he saw me to perform the song, but I didn't have the video projection with me. And he was like telling his friends that he brought to the party about it. And he was, and I was like, "Oh well, I can show you the video later." So I showed the video, and basically, one of the other people at the party is a friend of Santana's who works in on the art side of things at Rick and Morty. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and it's like it's kind of like I've been Facebook friends with him for a while, but I've never really had a chance to like. Get to know him or whatever, um, so I'm like, oh cool! I finally get to get to know him a little bit at the party. So this guy was like, the video for when you wish upon a death star blew him the hell away. Like I basically impressed the hell out of a lot of people with this thing, and he's like, after it was done, he was done watching it. He was like, and how many millions of views does that have? When I look at the thing on YouTube, um, fifty thousand, period. Not fifty thousand million, just fifty thousand, in the past nine years. That's how. <laughs> But yeah, but it was, it was cool. Like, (laughs) yeah, I inadvertently put myself in a situation where I impressed the hell out of some people that, you know, it was a good thing for me to impress because, you know, Hollywood is all about connections and all that jazz. So who knows? Maybe I'll, maybe this will lead to somebody thinking like, oh, hey, we should hire this guy to be an artist because somebody saw him do a thing at a party that was impressive. I don't
1: know. Um. That's how that's, that's how those things happen. You never know.
3: Oh, and I got, and, uh. Uh, Santana got me uh, the last Transformer I needed of the Transformers the movie 86 studio series uh, Dinobot Sludge so I now have all of them and at some point I'm going to open them all up and buy a new shelf and have them all lined up because they're epic as hell nice Um, oh and then Kyle got me uh, some cute little anime action figures of the three main characters from Spy Family and also of Lum from Uruze Yatsura so yay for so basically every present I got was is some form of an anime thing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, um yeah, anything else interesting happened this past week? Uh not super particularly. Oh, other than I finally it's like this is <laughs> the continuing saga of Luke's trying to uh you know get his you know uh medical uh uh you know insurance uh uh the place where I'm getting my therapy and my meds from uh, I'm trying to get this company to take me seriously and and get me to where I need to be within them to have somebody give me the proper testing to see if I can get diagnosed whether or not I actually have autism uh, and I finally got uh, you know one of them to you know, basically I guess I complained enough in the in the monthly survey I'm supposed to fill out that she finally, sent me like a form of a thing to fill out where it's like okay answer these 10 questions and if you score more than six then we can refer you to an autism test and i scored eight uh and i did that without cheating (laughs) i could have cheated very easily but i didn't so hopefully that will lead to me actually having something happen along those lines because among many other reasons, if I have an official diagnosis that I have autism, I can, you know, mention that when I apply for jobs as a disability, which will hopefully help me get jobs because most of these studios need to hire a certain percentage of people who, that have disabilities. So it will, you know, give me that much more of, you know, an advantage as I, you know, continue to try to find a stupid, you know, full-time studio storyboarding job out here. So... Uh, that's what I've been up to. What have you been up to? Uh,
1: I had a crappy weekend where I was once again, you know, rescuing people at work from uh, a terrible web design job. Um, I, I, was supposed to be off Friday and then for a swim meet. And then there was a swim. The rest of the swim meet was Saturday and other stuff going on Sunday. And instead I worked Friday and then worked Saturday until three thirty in the morning and then worked Sunday until four in the morning. So mm, that was fun. <laughs> um, we had a late Christmas with the in-laws on Sunday. They came over here and uh, we did the gift exchange thing. That was fun, although <laughs> I
3: it was mostly me. You could do a you could do a song parody, <laughs> Late Christmas with my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> but it it was like
1: I I spent like like 45 minutes chatting with them and then I'm like, I got to get back to this website. And I sat on the couch and pulled up my laptop. Um I ordered a new computer because Apple announced their new M2 MacBook Pros the other day. And I had, I had money saved up from last November when I was expecting them to announce the, the new M2s and they didn't. So then it was like, hey, they have a computer I want to buy. I have money. Here, take my money. So I, I should be getting a new computer in about two weeks so money can be exchanged for goods and services yes <laughs> that's exactly what i did <laughs> and i've been listening to the uh recordings from Fumpfest. because I, I i still need to put together the uh the 2021 compilation album and i realized i i hadn't listened to it in a long time so i, I picked up where i left off and uh you know, going along and I got to relive the uh insanity that was dumb parody ideas earlier today. <laughs> that was that was a trip <laughs> <I> gotta say. <laughs> that whole that whole hour thing was just batshit insane between <laughs> my father with the fake beards, uh shoebox's amazing mm. song, uh Breakman Z's proposal. It was just
3: it was a wild time. Just be careful with the sound levels because we want to make sure people, heal, people can... It's, I know it's a strange event, but we want to make sure they hear more than a bizarre whisper.
0: Oh, dude. They need to get a
3: chance. <laughs> Everyone's allowed to say it as often as they want. <laughs> All right.
1: Um, so, Stephen, what have you been up to?
2: Hitting the wrong buttons. That's what I've been up to. Um... <laughs> I suppose uh, last time I was on the Fump was about a year ago, so I have been doing many things, so many that... it's always weird when you do something a, a year apart and you're like, oh, now I have to remember what everything is, uh, what's actually important. Uh, so we got a new Regdar album that came out this past year. Uh, we just uh, Repossessed the Sky uh, part one, which features uh, two previous Fump songs. Uh, factoids about web fonts and mall goth cop and I think factoids about web fonts was on the thumb, yes right? it
1: was I love that song oh,
2: oh thank you I, I'm surprised that one ended up being a bit of a sleeper hit on me like I, it was very much a throwaway song when I wrote it. it was like ah just like throw a bunch of jokes down for two and a half minutes it'll be great and then everybody's like oh this is it's one of the best songs you've ever written, Steve. Like, oh, oh, okay.
1: I don't know if I've added that album to the um, com- the comedy releases spreadsheet that I keep track of, so I will do that.
2: That would be cool. Thank you. I don't um, think
1: anyone besides me looks I'm at sc- it, but, you know, it's nice to have a
3: reference. Yeah. I I, I I refer to it, definitely. Cool. I also wanted to say, Stephen Smith. Uh, I'm sorry. The correct answer was I've been preparing for the Regdar and the Fighters concert at Marscon 2023.
2: This is true. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, full disclosure: I actually haven't like prepared for that in <laughs> any reasonable way. Oh yeah, I should I should talk to you um, <laughs> offline if you want any other programming because that is a a thing I am available to do if there needs to be more of that. Uh, actually, at one point, I tried to get like a whole thing going with like nuclear bubble wrap and regdar and the fighters and all the other comedy bands and Nashville. be like we should be a community and we should like book festivals and conventions and things like that and then nobody else wanted to do anything except i did web design Our welcome web to
3: my world yeah <laughs> well that's you guys true. did you guys did form a thing it's called needle juice records <laughs>
2: that's true although I, I didn't form that that's just that just happened otherwise there has been much discussion of uh, booking a needle fest where we just get a bunch of needle juice bands and a nice. festival, which I keep on saying like, look, get the three or four bands that are in Nashville. And we just book one of the local bars and pay them mm. the hundred dollars that it costs to do that. We call that a festival.
3: Just do it at the bluebird have Steve Goody host it. you know? Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I've never played the bluebird before. Uh, I've only ever been in there once. And it was a, uh, it was open mic night and that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw the show Nashville, but apparently a lot of people did and took their acoustic guitars and showed up in Nashville every Monday night for years to try to play the open mic.
1: Nice. I have not seen that show. We t- we talked about it when Steve was on though. Yeah, Steve did a song about it, so yeah.
2: I also have not seen it, but I went to the Bluebird once, and it was crowded crowded's a good way to describe it,
1: <laughs> okay never been there. I will someday, I'm sure uh so Joe, welcome back. What
4: have you been up to? Not much uh holiday stuff I mean i just I've been doing a lot of open mics at the at the Bluebird in Nashville um, so that's been going well um, that's fun, that's great, you know it's good to hear yeah. I mean there's a lot of good acts. You you really would be surprised. Um, yeah, not a lot of audience, but just a lot of people who go up and go sit down, you know. That but, is the audience um, the other performers. I've I've done shows like that.
2: I can't yeah. tell if you're making this up, but you're entirely accurate.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never been to, I have been to the Bluebird. I've never done an open mic there. I've it, never it, done an open mic cuz I hate them.
2: It is one of those places they take 40 sign-ups and it's not that big of a room, so 40 people signed up, half of them have a plus one, and the
1: room is full.
4: Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's that's the whole, let's book five bands for the show, you know, we'll, I, we'll definitely be outnumbered.
1: I, I went to an open mic in New York City once uh, to perform, and, like, they put your name in a hat and then assigned you a number at random, and I think I got number 87, and it, it was something, like, like that and i did the math of each person doing you know five minutes on stage and i'm like this was like at nine thirty at night and i'm like i'm not gonna get on stage until four thirty in the morning and i just walked out <laughs> i was like like i'm not doing this
2: see that's what the guys at 88 and 89 are counting on <laughs> right. they're like I won't go on until 4 but if like 60 other people back out that's my moment. Yeah.
3: I uh, I did a I did a stand up open mic night uh a couple of months ago and uh I I actually <laughs> I intend to start a a new podcast with uh uh where I have like rotating other guests that I talk to and I, I I've only recorded one segment for it so far and it was with Kyle where I talked about this night so at some point if i ever have spare time this podcast will exist and that that audio from october will be heard but um the point is that i showed up early for the open mic night so i could make sure i could get a good slot to sign up on the list and there was the list was in like one through 20. i put like myself at number eight or so just because i wanted to make sure i didn't go up first but didn't go up super late and then in the 20 on the list and then the show started and you know, it's like, you know, my set went fine enough for me trying out stand up material or whatever. But as the night kept going, it just seemed like at some point I just realized, I think there have been more than 20 up here. And as I I, I I, and I had to go to the bathroom. So I got up and went to go to the bathroom and I said, like, how many more people are on this list? And I looked at it. Basically, the point is, by the end of the night, they had had at least 36 people go up and the open mic night lasted like four hours and nine minutes. Mm and i was kind of stuck being there for the entire thing because i i after the the bar in the it was it was a it was taking place inside a bar inside a bowling alley so uh it i think the world series was happening at the time and at some point part of the way through the show a bunch of rando people came in and were hanging out at the bar because they are watching the end of one of the world series games so the the ambient noise of people talking at the bar was louder than the people speaking at the microphones doing the comedy. So I moved myself up closer to the stage so I could hear better. But then it turned into I was the only person close enough to the stage that the comic performer could, like, see the person. So I had to... Be forced to like maintain eye contact with every person performing. So like I was the life raft for every person at the open <laughs> mic night so that they knew at least one person was actually paying attention to anything they were saying. So, and I, so that made it like, I don't want to leave because I don't want anyone to think like, well, I'm the guy that decided, oh, there, he's not worth it. And I'm going to yep. leave or he or she, you know, she or whatever. So, so that's how I ended up stuck there for the entire like 8 PM till like just past midnight. And it was just. Oh, it was brutal. I mean, <laughs> uh, so, you know, I haven't done an open mic night since then. Um, And I and I want to, like, look into others in the area so that I have the uh, ability to be like other people and be in the room and but still have the ability to leave whenever I want. So I don't end up forced to being stuck there for four and a half, you know.
1: Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Anyway. I've been, I've been in those situations. <laughs> after the 20th performer,
2: that's when you start asking everyone to do their type one.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I go to the uh, Folk Alliance uh, convention for work, and um, the first time I went, I was taking over for another guy, and um, he said, one warning. Oh, so, I don't, have any of you guys ever been to the Folk Alliance or know what it is or anything? I, I've heard of it. I've never been there. Yeah, it's it's a... Completely different subculture. I mean, it's it's pretty big for what it is. But anyway, they take over like two floors of a ho- of a commercial hotel. Like the Westin in Kansas City is where it is next week, and I've gone to it in Montreal and a few other places, New Orleans. <clears throat> and uh, the guy who preceded me at the company who went said, um, "Oh, I should finish that." When they take over these floors, every room is a host room for. For showcases Mm -hmm. so these you know there's a billion different folk bands and musicians and they'll go in and they'll have like a set list of six bands that night or when i say bands, it's acts you know but um sometimes you'll go and just people are teaming out of this small room to see whoever the hot you know buzz band is or whatever buzz act um but if you do it wrong you'll go into a room and it's just the performer in a hotel room standing there singing whatever it is he or she is singing and you're the only other person there and you can't leave yeah and um you know my my friend brett who went the year before me said he (laughs) found out the hard way he had to go sit up front when he got in and then the act started and she was just horrible um comically horrible but not on purpose and he said at once he realized he turned to the left and the right and he was, I mean, it was a full room and he was the only person left in there just staring up at her. Wow. Yeah. It's brutal. So I've learned how to avoid that.
3: Oh, by the way, at my party, when we were playing Jackbox games, we were playing Fibbage four. One of the questions was about the Ohio Valley filk festival. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, so that kind of melted my brain. Uh, to, just to see that that was a question, and it was basically the question was basically you know this. Uh, it's the point of the game is that it, it asks a trivia question that is like you know you, you fill in the blank with whatever you think the answer is, but if you don't know what the answer is, then you have to try to make up a lie that you think will convince other people that that's what the actual answer is. So, <laughs> so I typed in. Uh, I typed in my lie, knowing that, okay, I know what the answer is. Uh, so my... let um, I me mean, Actually, I want to pull it up on Facebook, because I want to uh, read it verbatim and make sure I, uh, I got the bit correct. <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, let's see. Photos. Cause I'm, and I'm happy that my, hand, my, phone, my, my phone was close enough that I could grab it and snap pictures quick enough so that I actually had photo records of this. Yeah, so it said... Since 1986, fans of, quote, filking, quote, have attended the Ohio Valley Filk Festival to celebrate their combined love of folk music and blank. And, of course, the correct answer is science fiction. But the answer I put as my lie was closed-minded attitudes towards hip-hop music. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I saw you post that online. That was great. And and the best part was that multiple people at the party picked that. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if they picked that because they thought it was the funniest or if they actually thought that was the answer but um it's (laughs) from my experience it certainly isn't a lie (laughs) so anyway all right so joe you posted a song
1: yes give us a quick intro we'll give it a listen
4: okay I, I should get better at this really and i know this question is coming i know this is happening but uh um, while it's you're just, here <laughs> again with with my right reverend uh jarvis t hornswoggle character um just <clears throat> presenting new funny little situations and his his take on them in this case it's uh on uh the women if you will in this case maybe they're women that you meet on the road and that you always do so All right, here is
1: Road Skank by the Right Reverend Jarvis T. Hornswoggle. Oops, that's the wrong button.
5: (laughs) Well, this circus life has its pros and cons. We come to town, the next day we're gone. Me and the fellas, we don't stay long our dance we've sung our songs it's an honor to come and meet you folks spin our tales and tell our jokes for all the children gals and folks see what all of this provokes but the thing that always keeps us sane when we're leaving town again it's the ladies waiting at the train who want to help us ease our pain Road gang roads gang roads gang ah. Oh. Don't want to keep you ladies waiting You can say they're short on laurels And on that count you'll get no quarrels We won't rest on our road laurels We'll keep entertaining those lovely corals Roadstack!
1: So something just occurred to me while I was listening to this song. Does this character play like one of those old-timey one-man band things with like the bass drum on the back and like the, the cymbals between the knees and the accordion and whatever, like the trumpet on the side? and?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's one version of that. Okay. Um, of, of the backstory of the character in my mind only. Um, if, you, if anybody wants to draw it, go right ahead. But um, yeah, you know, the, the whole project is kind of me channeling this imaginary individual you know no you know no nothing groundbreaking then but it's just like my version of whatever this guy is and what you just (laughs) described is kind of what i had in my mind with that one with kind of the repetitive um uh um percussion and stuff like that that you could only do if you were one person doing it yeah um
3: so everybody out there writing your Reverend T. Hornswoggle fanfic, you need to adjust your plots at this point.
4: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you've, if you've gone down the wrong road, it's going to have to, uh, be re, you know, need a rewrite, but, uh, and make sure there's lots of sex. <laughs> so is, he from, like, like, is it from
1: like, like, oh, I was gonna say, is he from like the 1910s or something? Yeah, that?
4: 10s, 20s. Okay. You know I mean? I I just always thought that the sound of some of those not even the novelty songs from that era but the early recording era yeah. but just kind of the approach was always funny like subliminally funny even if it didn't mean to be mm-hmm. and um just you think of the outrageous stuff I mean it's not you know I mean people do it with metal like steel panther and stuff like that but it's like just wanted to do it with that character and I had just these song ideas no matter what I tried to do in my serious musical career. Um, you know, you just can't get the inspirado. I would always find ideas for this character. So, um, and then once it kind of developed now, they just kind of flood out, you know, <laughs> like awesome. so much diarrhea. Yes.
1: <laughs> what were you going to say, Steve? I was going to
2: ask, is it is it possible to, listening to the tracks, reverse engineer exactly how this one-man band is structured? Like, is it? symbols between the knees or does he have like a foot swing for that symbol crash
4: I mean these are this I want to leave that up to the interpreter you know
2: it's <laughs> <This laughs> up to the illustrator's imagination
4: I don't yeah I don't want to, Which... don't want to ruin anybody's um, childhood or anything but by... <laughs> not that way
3: everyone is constructing their own Dick Van Dyke Mary Poppins thing at home like wait so <laughs> yeah there you go
4: that's fine that works no, uh, my friend Ro, like um, who does all my artwork so far. Anyway, she just uh, she either finds clip art or um, stock photography, and she's always kind of put my face on that, or she's done some drawings. But uh, I mean, it's you know everybody. I grew up seeing Leon Redbone on. 70s tv and you know sesame street and stuff and i always thought that was a funny character and that's kind of what he was doing and i'm kind of stealing what he was doing but just kind of making it clueless and naughty and dirty Mm -hmm. like it probably should have been
3: if anyone doesn't know who leon redbone is uh he did the theme to mr belvedere Did he really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Straight down to China. I never met him before. Who okay. cares? <laughs> I think he also did uh, detergent commercials
4: in his waning years, too. But uh, Doesn't everybody? Oh,
2: that Childish Gambino song about him, right?
4: I, I don't know. Mm.
2: I doubt it. There's a Childish Gambino song called Redbone, though.
4: Oh, it could be about that early 70s uh, uh, Native American rock band.
3: There's also a there's either. a there's a pizza chain in the Midwest that's called Rocky Rococo, and first of all, the the name Rocky Rococo is from a Firesign Theater series of albums, and the mascot that they've made looks exactly like Leon Redbone. He kind of does. <laughs> it's like, I mean, whenever they had the guy in the commercial, he always kind of talked like this, so he didn't sound like Leon Redbone, but. Every time I would see Leon Redbone for a split second, I would think, Rocky Rococo. Oh, it's Leon Redbone. <laughs> he somehow, also it. somehow the
2: mascot was made by the only Midwesterner who's never met an Italian person. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so be sure to go see Chris Pratt in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, yeah,
4: <laughs> I actually live between two Rocky Rococos, Luke. So.
3: Oh, sweet. Yeah. Where, where do you live?
4: I live in Hale's Corners, Wisconsin. Oh, cool! I grew up in Lake Geneva, so I know you were saying I have a gig there this next month. Actually,
3: <laughs> wait, Lake Geneva allows comedy music now? How does that? Oh, no, it's not. No, no, no.
4: It's with another band.
3: They ran me out of that town. No,
4: <laughs> they were waiting for you to leave, and then like now it's the comedy music center of uh, of the Midwest.
3: No,
1: it's it's with the band that he actually makes money with. So that's why he's going. Last oh, that's not okay. true either. So. <laughs> So, little behind-the-scenes trivia. Uh, you actually submitted this before you submitted Santa Claus as a penis, and it was approved. And we were like, well, he's posting a Christmas song. If We we should probably schedule that one first. So, this song's kind of been in the queue for a couple of months now. Yeah.
4: Um, I I uh, kind of had that in the can. I was like, wait, Santa Claus is a penis? That won't go over very well in February. <laughs> it just barely I went mean, over it all in december maybe
1: <laughs> but yeah i i enjoyed this song i i, I love the whole, con- the whole concept of the the guy in the era because the old timey music is always fun
4: especially with comedy and i'm learning how to play it which is kind of fun like otherwise i wouldn't just sit around trying to learn that stuff and i have limitations like i have a lot of friends who are like gypsy jazz guitar players and mm-hmm. stuff and i I don't have the patience for that it's <laughs> too many chords too many movies you know and it kind of makes me anxious but um i, I do like this that kind of beat you know the stuff that the stuff that uh i've done so far
1: so what do you do to get this old-timey sound
4: um well it, it, instrumentally i just try to emulate whatever you hear like i'll listen to a few records and go, wow and you know in those old recordings it's kind of hard to tell what instruments are you know if in a lot of them it sounds like a ball of sound you know what i mean yeah so um and i was never like a band nerd in in high school and stuff so i didn't know what a tuba was compared to a suit whatever you know so i'm i'm doing some backwards learning on that but um so i'll just try and find a few of those and you know do it in logic just uh play this the the voices they have in there and actually the drums that's all the drums are is logic drummer so okay and then there's uh, a preset megaphone setting on one of the eqs and it's almost perfect i just have to tweak it a little bit so it doesn't sound too severe
1: yeah you have to like th- that old timey recordings they were they were very mid-range there wasn't a lot of high and lows so you just got to kind of chop off the the high end lows and you'll get that sound
4: yeah it's real tough though like trying to get um something I, I suppose i don't need it but like uh to get the low end you know what i mean because if you're Basically, doing a high pass at around two hundred or something, you know. So, so getting the bass instrument, whether it's a tuba or a, a bass trombone or whatever, to to actually be audible has been yeah. a challenge. But
1: well, it sounds great. Well, thank you. <laughs> I enjoy. It. I, I'm. I would love to see like an animated cartoon of this character like doing something mm-hmm. i don't even know what but i would love to see that so get, get well, to work on that shout we'll out
4: think. to shout out to any all the fun people because i think i talked to you about this i was trying to get a video for santa claus uh song but it never happened and um i i know nothing about animation or <laughs> video in general
3: he said as luke is literally storyboarding an animatic <laughs> there you go <laughs>
2: Did anyone else see the new Weird Al music video today? Yes. I'm incredibly frustrated that the drums were animated so badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's not what he's playing at all. Not even remotely.
3: I just thought it was odd that the that the artistic choice was to make al every member of the band i'm like is it that hard to draw john that's what i that Steve? was my takeaway too i didn't have a problem with the
1: with the drumming but i was like why is al every member of the band i mean like it's not like the other members of the band are hard to find pictures of you know
2: honestly it's a, it was a ska song anyway you should have had four al's and all the regular members yeah, of the
1: band.
3: yeah yeah <laughs> oh well so and is isn't and and isn't the type of dance they do uh, called skanking? <laughs> Maybe? I I thought it that's is, what it was.
2: It is. Good uh, good segue back to the yes. topic of hand. <laughs> the Yes.
4: That's a callback. I if mm-hmm. you had not said it I would have heard it in a bizarre whisper. Ah! <laughs> that was that
3: was clunky but I got it in. Uh also it it, it would be if there was a follow up of just for the Doctor Demento crowd, because other people would probably get deeply offended of it, you could do a song, uh, dead skank in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs>
4: a little loud, Actually, uh, yeah, that's, you know,
1: dumb uh, parody ideas. <laughs> All
4: right. So, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Nah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I'll probably. I'm, I'm thinking about. Uh, submitting, if not the next Hornswoggle song, I've got a few other kind of ideas I'm working on. I mean, that's not really plugging something. I'm just saying what I'm going to do. Um, I'm in a band called The Hungry Williams, uh, 50s R and B kind of thing. Um, and I don't know, man. That's it. I don't want...
3: don't see Avatar. Right. <laughs> don't worry, I was already planning to not see Avatar. There you go.
2: Reverse plugs.
3: See, Puss in
1: Boots, The Last Wish. Or Megan. Megan is good, too. I need to see Megan. I've heard it's hilarious. I went, I went on Tuesday night. I wouldn't call it hilarious, but it's, it's quite good. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. We're going to move on to news and tour dates and stuff. Are you going to stick around for the rest of the show, or are you taking off?
4: I'll stick around.
1: Okay. Let's do some news.
0: This is is the phone. Yeah,
6: Chipotle. all you had to do was melt some cheese into a bowl and turn it into goo. How you messed it up, well, we would never really know. Tu queso oh, no es bueno in mi holy holy oh. He rips it out, it goes round and round. They all watch in awe. It hangs all the way to the ground. It cannot be stopped. Makes us sound, hypnotized Now bit. the
4: show itself is
5: a walking devil I don't want no dead people Won't want those
0: That's the Funny Music Project people. at thefump.com no T-H-E-F-U-M-P dot T-H-E-F-U-M-P. com you get we all, you must be
6: down the
3: time for funny music news <laughs> something 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 in the news
1: as we just mentioned weird al yankovic has a new video out for your horoscope for today uh this is an official video that is has been released for what 20 years late I when did that song come out 99 so 24 years ago um yeah, it's a great video. It's animated for some reason to look like an Hanna, old Hanna-Barbera cartoon, and I I think it looks great. Uh, it's available on Al's official YouTube channel, and I don't know anything else to say about it. It's, it's really well done and done in 4x3 even <laughs> to look like an old cartoon. <laughs>
3: Uh, It was done to... I'm pretty sure it was made to promote that Illustrated Al uh, graphic novel that's coming out. Oh, probably, yeah. Or is already out. (laughs) And Reformed
1: Whores album uh, came out last Friday, Pissin' in the Wind, Songs to Make You Wet, and immediately went to number one on the comedy chart. So congratulations, Reformed Whores. I'm not sure which comedy charts. I'm suspecting it's iTunes. Uh, because of the the uh, screenshot they posted, but still, that's awesome nonetheless. And that's all the news I got, Luke. You got any Marscon news or anything?
3: Uh, I'm just now trying to tabulate the update on the the fundraiser, but get back to me on that later in the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, tour dates. On Sundays, Steve Goody
1: hosting at the Bluebird in Nashville, Tennessee. Thursdays online, Steve, or actually, shoot, I forgot to check whether that was Thursdays or Mondays. Uh, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. On the 21st in Petaluma, California, Phil Johnson at Roadside Attraction. And the 27th and 28th in Alameda, California, Phil Johnson at Roadside Attraction. And that's it for tour
3: dates. Should I stall some more? No, keep going with the show. It's going to take me a little bit. I'm, a, I'm just going to invent a spreadsheet so I don't have to deal with this in future episodes.
1: Okay. You know, spread, <clears throat> spreadsheets exist. You don't have to invent them. Um,
2: There's these things called wheels, too. You should check them
1: out. And fire. Fire is awesome. Fire.
0: Fire. Fire. <laughs>
1: That fire episode of the new Beavis and Butthead, where like the fire talks back to him <laughs> and he's like, yeah, This fire sucks. I uh. That was so good. All right. Steven. Hello. You posted a song. I did. Give us a quick intro to this one. And we'll give it a listen.
2: So the year is uh, 2001. 9 11 has just happened and uh, Gerard Way has started My Chemical Romance and everybody's wearing skinny jeans. But. I live in Wisconsin where there's a bunch of corn fed German farm kids who do not look good in skinny jeans. So so instead, Hot Topic introduces, uh, what I lovingly started calling fat kid emo pants, which are the, you know, somewhere between regular jeans and jinkos, but jet black and with three wallet chains each. So that was the, the alternative thing that, you know, us, us fat Wisconsinites wore, uh, during our emo phases and this is a reboot of that song since uh pop punk and emo came back in the last three years all of a sudden so i was like all right well let me re-record the song that i wrote you know a decade plus ago all
1: right here is fat kid emo pants by regdar and the fighters wait wait,
2: wait. we gotta come up with some studio banter for the top of the track
1: Alright, so this is a re-recording of the song. I didn't know that. Yeah, f- um, full,
2: full re-record. Uh, I um, The original iteration of the band before Regdar was the computer, uh, I recorded a version of it in my bedroom studio like 2007 or 8, but I was never happy with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, when all those recordings got memory hold, you know, the third redesign of the website, I just sort of let that one disappear and you know, rebooted it
1: entirely. But you were still Regdar and the Fighters back then?
2: Yes. The Regdar and the Fighters started in 2007, but uh, I didn't come up with the idea of Regdar as the semi autonomous computer. Uh, you know, the one man band thing, except, you know, with software and a DDR pad instead of working hard. Uh, I didn't come <laughs> up with that until
1: 2008 or nine. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, uh- So what originally inspired this song?
2: As I said, it was uh, it was it was my my friends, you know, were these corn fed farm kids in Wisconsin who loved to shop at Hot Topic and wanted to be (laughs) emo kids, but like didn't have the skinny physique to wear skinny jeans. So they bought these big old these big old pants instead. And I just thought they were very funny. Uh, the it's one of the few songs it's a little more autobiographical than normal in that I gained a ton of weight when I went to college. <laughs> I didn't like food as a kid and then I went to college and they had like an all you can eat cafeteria and so I just had like you know uh, sherbert floats for lunch every day until I gained 30 pounds.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I then had I gained the same a bunch problem. Of COVID
2: weight so I was like, okay, well, I'm fat again. it's time to re-record this
1: song. <laughs> Do you still have the emo pants?
2: No, uh I just buy cheap Wranglers af- off Amazon. <laughs> I'm not willing to put that much effort into my pants.
1: Yeah, I did th- I had the same problem in college <laughs> with the the you know the cafeteria with the buffet and and it was like but the the difference was when college I there was a lot of walking around campus. The the yeah. the dorms were on one side of the campus and the you know classes were on the other and there was a walkway in the middle that was lovingly called the quarter mile even though it was actually longer than that and this was in Rochester New York during you know the winter tundra that they had you know you're walking like through seemingly Siberia as you know trying to get to to class so I didn't gain too much weight when I went to college but I still ate way too much
2: yeah so walking should have been fine for me because uh I went to UW Eau Claire uh an hour from Minneapolis St. Paul and The dorms are separated from the rest of the school by a hill, so you can shortcut the hill by taking the stairs, which was uh, probably about six stories, just like a six-story straight shot up the stairs, or you could take the hill that wound around instead. So I was doing that two, three times a day. You'd think I, uh, you know, would have put on a bunch of leg muscle instead of a instead of a gut, but yeah, turns out no.
1: Yeah, you can. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what happens. You can, you can only exercise so much and you know, the food is, it's, they always say it's easier not to eat the donut than it is to burn the calories in the donut. But you know how hard it is to not eat a donut when donuts are right there, (laughs) man.
2: Donuts are good.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So it's funny. I I think it's funny that you, uh, people still say freshman 15, but I always thought it was freshman 40. Um. Maybe it's because I, too, live in Wisconsin. And you know.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's pretty close to what it was for me, but I, I'd always heard 15.
1: Yeah, I heard 15, too, but I I think I gained a little more than 15. I'm not sure.
2: Maybe, maybe it's a Wisconsin thing that it's more than that, because I think, you know, you go through hormonal changes in your late teens to early 20s, where you tend to just, like, grow a little bit more in stature, so... Putting on 15 pounds is normal if you live a normal life, but then college kids, especially in Wisconsin, put on more.
4: Well, that, and you know, when I was in college, it was because beer was a dollar a a glass on campus, you know, so (laughs) (laughs) a cup, I should say they,
1: (laughs) they sold beer on campus. Oh yeah. Hmm. I
2: think, yeah, most of the UW system sells beer.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't didn't start drinking until I
2: was out of college, really. But like, my parents still live in Platteville, so like, I would go visit them, and there'd be an on-campus event. Be like, oh, I guess I'll swing by the bar while I'm here.
1: RIT wasn't a dry campus. There were a couple of like establishments. There was there was there were a couple of restaurants on campus that sold alcohol. I think, but the the stupidest thing was like you weren't allowed to have alcohol in the dorms, but the basement wasn't considered part of the dorms, so like the frats all had their parties in the basement because that somehow got around the rule that they weren't allowed to have alcohol in the building. And I was like, "What?" That sounds legit. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally fine. I went, I went to two frat part parties. It was wall to wall people standing around at drinking and going woo all night long and i was like i'm out this is not my scene just
3: not my idea of fun that sounds like the same legal chicanery that's like oh well we're opening our uh riverboat casino (laughs) yes that looks like a building well we have water from the river technically going under the building so technically it's a boat yeah but come give (laughs) us your money
4: (laughs) yeah it was probably it was probably some uh some law students or whatever pre-law kids who go, you know, what we should do? Let's pass some crazy law in the you know on campus that the basements aren't part of the dorms.
1: Yeah, I I don't know what the deal was with it. It just I just thought it was remarkably stupid. But hey, whatever. You do your alcohol poisoning, I'll be fine. <laughs> and they did. And they, did. And they did. oh they Island. did. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of my wife's friends got taken away in an ambulance one night uh, sophomore year. That was you know. That was fun.
2: Fun. In in Dubuque, Iowa, there's an amazing coffee shop called Monk's Cafe Pub that whenever I used to hang out there, it was always a a constant battle back and forth between them and the city as to whether or not they were a coffee shop or a bar. Okay. Because, you know, they were a coffee shop. They sold coffee. They sold little sandwiches and baked goods all day. And then it just so happened that they also had a liquor license. (laughs)
1: Did the they, liquor license really come with wanted the property? Kids to be
2: able to come to their open mic night, but yeah. not often were they allowed.
1: <laughs> Did the liquor license come with the property? Because that was the other thing I never understood. If you have, a, like, a liquor license doesn't go with the establishment that sells it. It goes with the property. So if you, like, sell your business and it becomes like a laundromat, the laundromat can have a liquor license because it's- That
2: sounds like the best laundromat
0: ever. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That sounds like a laundromat in Madison, Wisconsin.
0: That does. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there actually wasn't there one in. Um, yep, Cincinnati. I was thinking I was thought Cincinnati, but go ahead. Oh yeah, there's a i I remember there was one just off of State Street in Madison, so you know you could you know do your laundry, drink, go to State Street, say hi to Art Paul, hear him do a few songs. You know it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
4: is oh. that where you got burritos the size of your head was it oh almost oh, definitely
2: <laughs> <laughs> i remember uh. seeing those advertised in the onion back when it was a physical thing
4: yeah it was a chain i don't remember the name of the restaurant though but they were they were massive yeah
2: here, here in nashville there is a sublime tribute band called 40 ounce burrito that just every time i see one of their posters i get disappointed i see 40 ounce burrito i'm like yes sublime tribute no
4: i was gonna say
1: there was a bandit at at rit when i was there called free pizza and their uh (laughs) (laughs) their flyers were all over campus and they got so many people to their shows (laughs) but uh all right so so, are you ready for? You said you haven't done any prep for MarsCon. Are you excited for MarsCon at least?
2: I am. Yeah. It's, it should be fun. Uh, nice thing about being a one man band is uh, preparing for a show is pretty straightforward. I just practice as much as I need to and then show up. Uh, but Nuclear Bubble Wrap is also playing. So, we're going to have to do a couple of rehearsals for that. I think we're trying to do some some new material that we haven't been doing much lately. We We've definitely been doing some new stuff, new old stuff that. Uh, hasn't been done live in a long time for our last couple of shows, and I think at least some of that will happen at Marscon.
3: I'm looking forward. My biggest challenge was trying to remember that it is Regdar, and not Redgar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I had to go back and like through reading things it's like, "Damn it, I did it again." <laughs> <laughs>
2: At least you're not calling it Ragnar. That's a Dragon (laughs) Quest totally different
1: series. (laughs) All right. So do you have anything you'd like to plug?
2: Well, again, uh, Repossess the Sky Part 1, our latest album is available on thefump.com, as well as uh, Needlejuice Records. And uh, if you want to keep up with what Ragnar and the Fighters are up to and get all of our songs as we release them, uh, you can follow us on our Patreon at patreon.com/vomithatsteve or regdarinthefighters.com. Just everything's on regdarinthefighters.com. I'm a web designer or web dev by by day, so yeah, me too. I at least have basic websites.
1: <laughs> Vomit Hat Steve. Vomit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: <Yes>. <laughs> my name is Steven Smith. I am not able to get my actual name as my account name on anything, but. Nobody has ever attempted to snipe vomit hat Steve on any platform.
3: Do you get any residuals from the TV show American Dad?
2: No. Um, there's a lot <laughs> of other Steve Smiths out there. Some ah. of them more famous than me. Uh, there's that uh, f- basketball commentator. There's the guy <laughs> from Red Dwarf. Red, Sorry, not Red Dwarf. Red Green. Um, several other athletes.
4: Isn't, isn't there a famous British drummer?
2: Stephen Smith? Quite possibly. Yeah. Maybe, oh, yeah,
4: Stephen yeah. Smith, the
1: famous drummer. Yeah, him. I think he was in <laughs> Oasis. Aren't they famous? I, was I don't talking know. I to my
2: dad, Bob Smith, about Googling your own name once. He was like, I was Googling my name. I was like, you were not Googling your name. Bob Smith does not return any results about you.
1: <laughs> wow, I didn't
3: know I invented that. <laughs> That just shows you how ahead of its time Doctor Who was, because he knew that he needed to have a name that was not Googleable so that nobody would be able to find him on the internet. John Smith. Yes.
2: Googling your own name. I died when? And again (laughs) in the 1800s? I don't remember this at all.
1: (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's do some feedback.
5: Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Dementia
0: Radio. www.dementiaradio.org, Port 8027.
3: Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. Feedback. Feedback, you know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. <laughs> feedback. Feedback. <laughs> Alverant, Alverant, Alverant. Alverant.
1: Alverant wrote: Renaissance fair performer Ménage à Moi did a song similar to Bob's called She Was Only Fucking about the difference between making love and having sex. It's not as funny as Bob's, but you may want to consider it for the Valentine's Day edition of the Fump playlist. Thank you Alverant, I will make a note of that. And Dracona
3: Solstice. Dracona Solstice.
1: draconis Draconis wrote this week's fump mash is regdar versus reverend hornswoggle for the title match versus tile guy at the marscon smackdown sponsored by gilbert's pale of shoes and i can't believe it's not kyle thank you draconis and that's all the feedback we got for this week.
3: Let's do some teasing. Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a
6: joke. Yeah.
1: Tomorrow's song is by TV's Kyle. Yeah. And Tuesday's song is by Ookla the Mock. Double Yeah. Alright, and I need a topic for this week's Spotify Fump playlist. So uh Joe, Steven, any suggestions? Something I can make like a roughly a thirty minute playlist of comedy songs about.
2: Well I haven't said Bizarre Whisper yet, so I'm gonna just toss that one out there.
4: I haven't said vomit yet, but you said it earlier. So. <laughs>
3: I haven't said go to MarsConcomedy dot com and go click on the shop page to purchase the MarsCon twenty twenty three fundraiser album yet. You know what? I'm gonna make the playlist MarsCon artists. Because
1: there's, there's enough of them on Spotify that I can do that. Does Bo- is Bonnie's solo stuff up on
3: no, right? Uh basically no. Um but she did uh send a new song of hers from the forthcoming album called four letters that Dr. Demento played recently. Yeah. So so um, so so Dr. D got like, you know, kind of the sneak preview premiere of that particular song, but I don't think she's released anything else officially yet.
1: All right, so I will you, ju- I'll just put a Library Bard song that features her heavily on on the playlist then. So you're saying a Library Bard song. A Library Bard song, <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> there, there's a few that don't feature Xander hardly at all, so, you know, I'll be, it'll be one of those. All right. Um, Luke, did you watch Night Court? Yeah! So I'll take it you liked it? Yeah! <laughs> because um, I woke up to a chain of Facebook posts talking about how bad it was. <laughs> and I was like,
3: oh, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> See, I you're you're mispronouncing it. Uh, the thing they were complaining about was a show called Velma. <laughs> ah. Well, yeah, that I've I've seen lots of hate for that too, but well, it's like I have not okay, but I guess I guess you and I follow enough different people that I didn't see any people talking hate about Night Court. Uh you know, uh, I've just seen, you know, positive reactions and and stuff like that. It got the highest Television ratings for a comedy that NBC has had in over five years. Um, I saw that, uh,
1: so happy yeah, about and that. Yeah,
3: and that basically, like you know, taking into account all of the changes in the TV landscape, that basically what they got was like equivalent to something like Friends. Like that's how well it did uh, on NBC. So um, they had their first two episodes up. The first one was you know the pilot. The second one was the first of the proper series continuing. And you know, having been in the studio audience for half of them, uh, the show, it, you know, it's like I, I just I can't stand the way we live in a world where everyone expects everyone to be like god tier brilliant, and if it's anything less than that, then it sucks and it's a failure, and you shouldn't watch it. It's like, <laughs> it's like remember when people used to like. Give things a chance, you know, and like. Yeah, one of the
1: people who complained about it said he shut it off after thirty seconds, and I'm like, you can't possibly have formed an opinion unless they said something so horrifically offensive to about something you personally got upset about. There's no way you could have formed an opinion in thirty seconds.
3: Yeah, it's because I was curious going into it, just because so much of the original Night Court was based on you know that kind of. Late eighties, early nineties comedy where, like, Dan Fielding is this, you know, depraved, uh, you know, uh, a womanizer type of guy, and there was a lot of just, you know, things that would be considered non PC type humor today. With this, you know, this this guy who's kind of a jerk. So I was just wondering, how are they going to keep the same flavor, especially with John Larroquette returning as Dan Fielding, and have it still feel like Night Court, you know, without, you know, all of that, uh, you know, potential. You know uh, uh stuff that would offend people's sensibilities you know for those type of jokes happening today, and I think they pull it off in fact, there's some episodes where like uh one of the ones I saw is like a woman is interviewing Dan Fielding about you know his earlier career, and he's like talking about you know the person he used to be in the past versus the person he is now. It's like, he's still a curmudgeonly guy who basically can't stand other people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's, he's still great. He's John Larket. He's fricking killing it. So, cool. so I don't know. I don't know what they friggin ex what these people expect. And I'm just going to continue to ignore all that kind of hate and continue to enjoy this thing that I really like. because so based on the initial, you know, response of the general public, it seems like it's going to be a hit and it's going to be around for, more seasons and that makes me super happy. So blacksmith in the chat
1: says he likes it. So there you go. Who said (laughs) blacksmith? Oh, cool. (laughs) Um, The other thing I wanted to ask, has anybody seen the last of us yet? Yes. Yeah. Is it good?
3: Um, I didn't play the game. I watched Sarah play the game a little bit, but Sarah said it was amazing. And uh, you know, and I, I was watching it with Santana who has played the game enough and like some of the shots in it are like incredible live action recreations of like the opening scenes, you know, which I personally hadn't seen, but she's like, no, trust me, this is freaking amazing. And even not having seen that stuff, I thought it was freaking amazing. I was like, wow, what great camera work, what great, you know, and the story is just super compelling. So yeah, I'd say, <laughs> you know, it's for, 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 you know, how shaky it can be when you do a, interpretation of a video game to you know some kind of other medium from everything from everyone i've heard who's actually played the game like it's freaking fantastic and from what i could see it just on my own you know you got pedro pascal you got the mandalorian i mean how can you screw that up he's just awesome
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to i want to see it i've never played the game either but i I, i've heard wonderful things about it and i want to see it
4: it was a strong first episode for sure i think
1: cool all right. so uh, uh, Steven, plug yourself one more time.
2: Uh, Regdar and the Fighters. Everything can be found at regdarandthefighters.com or link down there.
1: Joe, plug yourself one more time.
4: Uh, it's the Right Reverend Jarvis T. Hornswoggle. I never remember the URL because it's a band camp thing. Um, <laughs> and of course, find it on the Fump.
3: Uh, hey, there's one more thing we got to talk about, Devo the, the MarsCon fundraiser. Yes. Uh, so, uh, as of right now today, we are up to $756 for the MarsCon 2023 fundraiser. Uh, our donors this week were Mr. Ken Sherlock. Thank you, Ken. And Mr. Eric Ray, who donated $300. So thank you for being such a huge help. I need to send him a specific email to give him access to the, uh, the other, uh, uh, uh Collections, uh, if he if he wants them or needs them or whatever, since he donated over two hundred, so yeah, we that means we are four hundred and forty four dollars away from hitting our initial goal. We so are. So he gets sixty eight
1: uh, 60- hours of live music. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, and we are sixty three percent of our way towards the goal uh, as of today. We, we were trying to get this uh, happening, you know, and and hit the initial goal at least by. Uh, by March 10th, when MarsCon 2023 begins. So if you want to get the uh just-under-4-hour collection of live comedy music from MarsCon 2022, you can get that MP3 album by going to MarsConComedy.com, click on the shop page, you can click on the Buy Now button, and you can... uh Pay the 30 bucks and you'll get the link to download it right away. If you would like to get uh, collections from previous years, click on the past fundraisers page so you can see the playlists from all the previous years. You can tell me which ones that you want, and those cost $30 each as well. Um, and then you can send that donation to me via PayPal, and then I'll individually have to email you the links to get those. And if you want to get all 15 collections, which is, as we just said, over 63 hours of content, uh, then you can... Uh, get paid $200 and I will give you access to all of it. Uh, so yeah. Um, thank you all to, to both, uh, Ken and Eric and everyone else before who has donated. And if you want to, uh, help us out, you can donate and I'll read your name on this podcast for all of the glory and esteem that has. Uh, So, so yeah, do the thing. Thank you very much. All right.
1: Let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the funny music podcast. I'm Devo Spice. Hadluck And there's other people. It is Regdar!
0: Hello. And a Hornswoggle. Thank you for listening hornswoggle to the, the other music people Podcast. <laughs> you can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at Dementiaradio.org and join us in the chat. Or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week, where you'll hear Luke Ski say...
3: Dead squank in the middle of the road, it's a dead sink in the
0: middle of the road, it's a dead sink in the middle of the road. Skunk in the high heaven